It's the Christmas episode. Um, I kind of impromptu decided to do a Christmas episode about something Christmas related. And I say impromptu because I was nervous about potentially not even finding anything that fit the topic. Um, So I found something that has relevance to the holiday and relevance to the podcast. So um, before we jump into it, though, I will say today's episode is coming out right before Christmas. Uh, It will be the 21st. And I did especially want to put out an episode this week because a lot of creators, whether they're podcasters, YouTubers, vloggers, I don't know anything, they just stop putting out content for the whole rest of the year usually starting this week so you go two weeks without content from anybody that you know or watch and I did not want this to be the case with my podcast because besides what would I do all day if I didn't have this podcast to do (laughs) but beyond putting something out to you know go against the status quo I also wanted to make a small mention Like I said, this is coming out on the 21st, so everybody say happy birthday Shonda because it is my mom's birthday today and I bet she didn't expect a shout out on the podcast. But see, I remembered. This is not even on your birthday. I remembered preemptively. Anyways, getting into it. Today I thought I would talk about something that was creepy, dark, weird, sinister, but also very festive. So what we're going to be talking about today is the legend of Krampus. Now to most Westerners out there, you might not be familiar with Krampus or maybe you're familiar with him in a way that isn't really reflective of who he actually is or what he actually does. So Krampus is kind of like the anti-Santa. And I do know that pretty recently, I believe it was 2015, there was a horror movie put out called Krampus. And I think that a lot of people kind of just assumed that either one, the character was made up for the sake of a horror movie or another situation where it's like, oh, okay, like they'll make anything into a scary movie. So this was a guy that people, you know, talk about just for the sake of like, oh, we have to make anything scary. But that's not actually the case. There is actually some historical context to Krampus. If you didn't know, there actually is historical context to to Santa as well. Um, But I thought that that would not be nearly as interesting as talking about Krampus. So Krampus originated um, in Europe, but kind of like Eastern Europe. He's really prevalent in Austria. So that might be, you know, kind of why he's not very well known here, because for the most part, we kind of stray away from any sort of Eastern European anything here in America. Documentation showing Krampus's origins go back to the 12th century. So he has obviously evolved over time, you know, to reflect the culture at the time and just to be 
relevant to what's going on. Um, Believe it or not, a lot has happened between now and the 12th century. So some adjustments had to be made. But basically, Krampus is, like I said, like the anti-Santa. And he is half goat, half demon. Although, depending on what source you go to, there could be some human aspects to him. There could be less human aspects to him. There could be more devil, less goat, more goat, less devil. But either way, he is bipedal. Um, so he does resemble some sort of humanoid figure. But he usually has hooves as bottom feet and has hands, you know, for hands. <laughs> he doesn't have hooves for hands. And so, like I said, he originated in... Europe. And you can see him in places like Austria and Germany. As a matter of fact, his name has German origins, um, comes from the word for claws in Germany. So like I said, um, his hands are not hooves, they're hands. And they usually have, you know, like sharp nails or something like you would think of with like a devil or a demon. So it kind of makes sense where the word claw came from. And so his origins, he kind of has like different backstories sometimes. But one of them is that he was the son of hell, H-E-L. I don't know if it's pronounced hell or heel. I don't know. And that um, he was, hell was the Norse god of the underworld. So that kind of gives his demon aspect to him and explains why he is not so nice in general and is a grumpy guy. He was traditionally kind of associated with different pagan rituals that have to do with the winter solstice. And if you didn't know this, um, you should know that a lot of Christmas time stuff has to do with the winter solstice and that that goes back to a lot of pagan traditions and that does include Santa. Now I know that Santa has connotations with Christmas and that Christmas has connotations with Christianity but you should know it came from a lot of the pagan rituals that went around with the winter solstice. Um, If you do know the traditional story, you know, of Jesus's birthday, um, people say, I think that it was in the summer, actually, that the story happened in the summer. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I know for a fact that people say that Jesus was not born in the winter, was not born in December. But if you notice, the winter solstice happens on December 21st. Hey, the day that this comes out. (laughs) That's actually kind of fun. I didn't do that on purpose, but that is kind of fun. But um, that it happens on December 21st, which is very close to December 25th, um, which, like I said, goes back to the pagan aspects of Christmas Um, the celebration and all that that happened around the winter solstice with pagan people. So Krampus didn't always have it easy because, like I said, he did have these pagan roots. And so subsequently, the Catholic Church tried to ban him and his his presence and, you know, displaying him, talking about him, whatever. I don't know. The Catholic Church, 
you know how they are. They, they like to do a lot. So regardless of the Catholic church trying to sweep him and his presence under the rug, he still did become associated with Christmas because for whatever reason, people in Germany and Austria and all these other places that were celebrating with him really, really wanted him to be a part of their holiday festivities. Um, and I mean, he's so charming. I don't, I don't understand how anyone could dislike him. Um, but whenever the Catholic church did this, they kind of shot themselves in the foot because although he did have kind of devilish features, it wasn't really until the Catholic church really tried to demonize him that he became demonized. And by that, I mean, that was when his form started to change more on the devil side and less so on the goat side. And he became more, you know, demonic and satanic and became more associated with that kind of thing. Like, for example, a lot of the depictions of him have horns, like devil horns, um, and not in the way that a goat would have, but um, a lot of drawings of him do distinctly look like, you know, a devil with devil horns, um, which, you know, blame the Catholic Church for that. That's, <laughs> that's their fault. You're welcome. So we understand a little bit more about where this guy came from and um, his battles that he fought to stay relevant, but we don't really know what he does, right? So he comes around actually on December 5th instead of December 25th. And he does a similar type thing that Santa does. You know, he take makes his rounds, goes to see the kids and gives them certain things based on their behavior. Now, in some cultures, they said that Santa knows about Krampus and that Santa does not give out coal to bad kids. You know, Santa's thing is he gives out presents if you're good and he gives out coal if you're bad. But in some places where Santa and Krampus coexist, um, that's not the case. Santa deals with all the good kids, gives them all the things that they deserve for being good that year. And he just kind of says like, okay, Krampus, like you can take care of the rest of them. I don't even want to deal with that. To me, that kind of makes Santa the bad guy. You know, he's supposed to reward these good kids. He's supposed to care about the kids and whatever. But in this scenario, um, he kind of, he's like, you know what? Like the opposite of no child left behind. He's like, I will leave behind all the children if they're not good. So sometimes that's the case. Sometimes that's not the case. Um, sometimes it's not a thing of Santa living in the same universe as him. Sometimes Santa is completely unaware of his presence. That was not a pun that I intended to make, but I will stick by it because it was clever. So like I said before, Krampus does the thing that Santa does. He travels around and he dishes out what he dishes out based on kids' behaviors, but his lifestyle is a little bit less glamorous than Santa's. Krampus doesn't have a sleigh. 
He doesn't have reindeer. He doesn't have, you know, a big sack full of toys. No, Krampus just lurks. <laughs> he walks on feet. And as far as I could find, his way of getting inside your house is he just walks in there. <laughs> so he just walks around the town. I don't know what the explanation was for how he manages to do it all in one night. I could find no talk of that. Basically, not much about the technicalities of Krampus. I guess we just don't really focus on that because we would rather not. You know, the, a lot of the aspects of Santa are very whimsical and magical and they just add more to this story of this selfless philanthropist who goes around rewarding children in the hopes that kids will be good and then get what they deserve for it. Krampus um, is not the same. So he just walks around and goes up in people's houses, I guess, and he dishes out punishments to the bad kids. So like I said, Everyone knows Santa gives the bad kids coal. So what does Krampus give the bad kids? Um, it's not anything material like coal is. Instead, he walks around with a sack, not as big as Santa's, but he still has a sack and uh, a bundle of sticks. And he also walks around um, with chains um, it's kind of a similar a similar aesthetic to uh, the ghost of Christmas future or Christmas past. I can't remember. I just know one of them has chains and that's his thing is that he lugs around these chains. Um, but, you know, it all comes full circle. It's Christmas related and it's negative. So he walks around with his sticks and his chains and his sack and depending on, I guess, the severity of what the kid did or, you know, who you ask, this is what he does. So sometimes he takes his sticks out and he just beats you with this big bundle of sticks. And sometimes he eats you, um, which I guess would be practical because he could get a good snack out of it. And you wouldn't need to leave out milk and cookies for Krampus. You could just leave out your toddler who's in his terrible twos. And there you go. You're all set. So sometimes he eats the kids. And sometimes he will stuff the kids in his sack. And he will drag them to hell with them. Now, I believe that this interpretation probably came a little bit later. After he got his more Christian look to him where it was more about him being um, demonic and less just about him being a bad guy, you know, but he's demonic. He serves the devil. He brings the devil bad kids. So that's what Krampus does. And so it's kind of like, you know, in these cultures, we tell people, oh, you know, Santa's watching, like, don't be bad. Santa's watching. Um, but they can say, you know, don't be bad. Krampus is watching. And <laughs> you know what? Like, which one should we be more scared of, right? Like, that would be horrifying as a child. I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Krampus and his history 
our boy Krampus has not had an easy life. You know, people were not really big fans of him. Like I said, the Catholic Church, they tried to say, you know, no, we can't talk about him. We can't have him having to do with Christmas, but he still prevailed. But in much more recent history, he also came under attack. So in 1923, in Austria, there was a campaign against our favorite guy, Krampus. And this was run by the Fascist Christian Social Party. Um, I read that a lot of times, thinking to myself, is this a real thing? <laughs> but yeah, it was a real thing. I guess in Austria in 1923, there was a group called the Fascist Christian Social Party. And something that they decided to spend their time doing was go on a rampage against Krampus. Now, this had to do with the ungodly nature of Krampus. He had fully formed into this devil creature, and so they don't want anything demonic or satanic. You know, I think I'm going to probably do a full episode on this in the future because it's very much worth looking into, but I think we kind of look into the satanic panic as something that happened in the 80s and the 90s. But in my opinion, the satanic panic is like a good pair of Converse, you know? They're always cool and in style and you can never go wrong wearing Converse, but there are some times where they just fly off the shelves and Converse just can't make enough of them. And what I mean by that very strange analogy is that sometimes the fear of Satanism, the irrational fear of Satanism, I should add, um, is more prevalent in pop culture than at other times. So I would definitely go so far as to say as this could possibly be an outcome of one of those surges. Um, There's always been kind of reasons as to why people are saying you know at different times that well we're losing godliness or whatever and I know right now there's definitely uh groups of people who fall under that school of thought of you know we're losing religion we're giving into satanism but this could definitely be one of those times and um that was a short tangent but I do think it's worth mentioning um, this group decided that they were going to go on a crusade against Krampus and they handed out pamphlets, you know, saying, don't talk to your kids about Krampus and don't put up, you know, stuff about Krampus. And, you know, they would take down decorations they saw of him. They would protest against any events or traditions that had to do with him. They really wanted this guy gone and not a figure that had to do with any sort of Christmas festivities. So this ban on Krampus apparently lasted only four years. I don't know exactly how we were supposed to classify the rise and the fall of the fascist Christian social parties ban on Krampus, but maybe some people took it serious enough. Regardless, the ban only lasted four years, and 
Austria continued to have him a part of their traditions and their ceremonies for years to come. So, like I said, he's part of Eastern Europeans' culture, but why do we know about him today? So he was brought here by people just talking about their culture, I guess. Just like, why does anything become (laughs) well-known here? And he is still not very well-known. But because of stuff like the Krampus movie that came out in 2015, more people do know about him. Um, So I should note, he has been on the show Supernatural. He has been on the show Grimm. He was featured in The Office, and I have seen that episode, and I remember (laughs) Dwight dressed up as Krampus for their holiday party, I think it was. Um, I did not do any research on this. I just purely, just this thought came to me that I remembered, oh yeah, Krampus was in The Office. And he was also on an episode of The Colbert Report, Um, RIP if you remember that show. So people do know about him, and despite... All the people who tried to fight against me knowing who Krampus is today in the year 2021. Krampus has won the war on Krampus. Today we can hear about him because there are still festivities and celebrations that happen that do feature him. Just like anything having to do with any holiday. They even have festivities out in Los Angeles. Um, They have celebrations and they do stuff like ringing bells and dressing up in costumes like Krampus and stuff so he he's here you know he's in America people know about him here but what I thought was really awesome is how Austria celebrates him like I said Austria they've kept him alive for a long time so I guess they really like him but they have something called a Krampus run that they do every year And pretty much the young dudes in the town decide this is like kind of like their Halloween almost. The way that I read it described over and over again by different sources. So they get dressed up as Krampus. And some people also dress up as Santa too. But most people dress up as Krampus in these really, really elaborate masks. And sometimes... People who do woodworking in the in the town will work, you know, all year on these masks and they'll be really, you know, valuable pieces of art. So in a way, it's kind of like it's kind of like an art exhibit, an art fair, whatever. And and that's that's giving it a lot of credit. But, you know, so they put on these really elaborate costumes and They get super drunk and they run around the town terrifying the children because they go all out. You know, they got their sticks, they got their sacks, they have their chains, and of course they have their masks on. So kids think that that's who they're actually interacting with. And it's not just a thing where, you know, if you're in the street at the wrong time, then you'll get bothered by them. No, like they will chase you into local businesses. They will actually beat you with the sticks because these guys are drunk, you know, whatever. Um, Boys being boys, very much so, which eh, this is kind of (laughs) 
it's kind of fun. It's kind of cute. It's kind of a fun little concept because it's it's for the kids, right? Maybe they're they're scaring the kids, but it's for the kids, right? <laughs> and so they just run around scaring people, celebrating the holiday, getting ready for the Christmas season, and uh, that is that is the way that they that they you know pay homage to Krampus and all the <laughs> all the value that he brings to the Christmas season and so from here I think that Krampus is a little bit different than some of the other things that I have talked about on this podcast I did choose to talk about this just to be festive and so because of that you know I don't really think it's (laughs) worth investigating anybody who said they have a Krampus sighting or whatever as a matter of fact I looked just for fun to see if I could find one and I could not (laughs) so um you know so nothing beyond stories you know in the same way that you would see people telling stories about seeing Santa um so really Krampus exists for the same reason that Santa exists. Kids are out of line and sometimes parents just need something they can default to when it's been a long day and the holidays are stressful and we need a way to make kids chill out for five minutes. So we say, hey, Krampus has his sticks ready for you. (laughs) And the kids immediately, oh, oopsies, gotta be quiet now. So like I said, he's just there to scare the kids. I don't believe in him at all. Just like I don't believe in Santa. And if your young child or nephew or whatever heard that, I'm sorry. I You shouldn't be listening to the podcast about monsters with them anyways. <laughs> but that's it for this week. I know it was kind of a short episode, but I just wanted to put something out for the holidays and... You know, I really especially wanted to put something out during a time of year where content runs dry. So thank you guys so much for listening and enjoy your holiday, however you choose to celebrate and or not celebrate. And until next week, you guys, Merry Christmas and stay spooky. Bye.